0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Faithful Dogs podcast. We're done with Twitch. We're back on all streaming platforms, finally. I am Tyler Johnson, joined by Zach DeFranco, Jack Robinson. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening?
1: Jack, how are you feeling?
2: Man, it's getting cold. You can tell it's fall. It's almost no. it's good football weather.
1: Twitch, how are you feeling Twitch? about Twitch?
2: Yeah. Man, look, man, I like Twitch, but I think that this is better for us.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think it's better for our engagement with our fans, like anything like that, people that listen to our show. So I like it better. I mean, like obviously, like for people that watch our show week in and week out, like when they come on Twitch, it's like, oh, why did they get rid of it? Blah, blah blah. For us as like, you know, trying to grow a network and stuff like that, Twitch was just, it was hard, man. I know Jacob brought it up last night on the Barking Brown show. It was tough. It was really tough.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was really tough having to do all that for sure. But again, we're no longer, we are no longer on Twitch. We are on all streaming platforms. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook and we are on YouTube. And you guys want to make sure that you go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel, which you can do so for free. That way you can send us any comments, any questions you have, but also daily Ohio sports content available for you on the YouTube channel. Again, that is free. Very easy to do. You just have to go to our YouTube channel. The link, it's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. You can easily subscribe to the channel. We also have a Patreon available. Network 216 is on Patreon. And we have some great things that we're able to provide you guys with. Some of the perks include we have a private Discord only for people that are part of our Patreon that you guys can be a part of. Jacob Roach from the Barking Brown Show will do weekly Film breakdown sessions for you guys and exclusive giveaways only available on the Patreon. So, you guys go want to make sure that you go search Network 216 on Patreon and subscribe to that because there's a lot of fun giveaways that we're going to have for you. Gentlemen, before we get into the show tonight, just a reminder that Network 216 and the Faithful Dogs podcast is proud to be partners of Underdog Fantasy. And right now, guys, Pick'em is live for Thursday night. Bengals. And Dolphins, this is going to be a good one. Is Tua going to throw for over 256 yards?
1: Is Tua going to play?
0: He is going to play. He's expected he
1: to is? play. He is? Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, is he going to have more than two touchdowns? Who's going to win the game, Bengals or Dolphins? That's what you guys have to go figure out, and you can do so right now on Underdog Fantasy. Use code 216 to double your first deposit up to $100. And, guys, it was an awesome Week three for the Cleveland Browns. The Pittsburgh Steelers came to town, and the Brown. It was close in the first half, but the Browns pulled away and won twenty nine to seventeen. The Cleveland Browns are two and one, and they lead the AFC North. Jacoby Brissett was absolutely fantastic. Twenty one of thirty one, two hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and he had the, one of the highest ratings this year uh, for. For four PFF. His grade was a 92.5. So early on, just what are your guys' impressions on Jacoby Brissett? as we are now three weeks into the season?
1: Dude, I'm ecstatic. Cause like, I don't know about you guys. I know like we all talked about like how these first four weeks were like, you know, they're winnable. You, you could potentially go and no, we should be sitting at three and O as a team. Like let's not talk about the jets game. Let's get that bitter taste out of our mouths. But the way that they even like came back and you beat like, I'm, I'm, I, as, as much as like, you know, yeah, their quarterback situation is weird. Najee Harris has been a little off. His production is high, but he's been a little off. That's a good defense. You just beat. And Jacoby Brissett, what I'm really like, like it, it's like promising is like that connection with Amari Cooper. Like that's something we wanted to see with Baker and OBJ for like three years. And we've seen it in three games. So Jacoby Brissett, he he just he makes the plays that you need him to make to win you ball games. And I have I don't think there's any game that I can look at the schedule and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna lose. Like it's a scratch. I, I really trust Jacoby Brissett to really step up and win games too.
2: Yeah, and I can and I can trust that Jacoby's gonna not make any big mistakes, uh, if anything. I mean, he had a couple of errant throws. Uh, specifically, maybe one that like was a bit too strong to uh, to Mari, or maybe just just a bit too late on the outside to David Njoku. But he doesn't make any bad throws. He just makes maybe like a, a throw a bit too late, a bit too early. Uh, and but I mean, I don't think anyone can say that they're disappointed with anything that they've seen. I think everyone would say he's going above and beyond expectations. I think we all here thought like Jacoby's a good backup. He's suitable. He's he he can you know play you know a good game if you put him in a good scheme, Mm -hmm. but I don't think we expected him to be this efficient. This like in tune with the offense, obviously week one was a little too. I mean, him and Amari have been on another level. He's getting David Ajoku involved and we've kind of been getting like a a different person every, every week, like a couple weeks ago was DPJ this week. It was David Ajoku. So hopefully we get to keep seeing that because if you have someone who can make good decisions, get the ball out of his hand quick, uh, and you know punish people when they try to take take away the run game you you can do a lot in this league
1: and you're yeah. not really using you're not really using a number 2 receiver either yeah. i mean unless you count najoku which I, I think for the time being he will be but dude like between amari cooper and david najoku you don't really have a number, another receiver on that team that's getting like crazy targets at all yeah so it's impressive
0: The credit where it's due for Jacoby Brissett, I was one that was very skeptical of him coming in here and being able to start 11 games for the Browns and keep us in games. It's been the offense that has absolutely been clicking, and it's because of Jacoby Brissett. Obviously, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper, but Jacoby Brissett has a fine-tuned machine right now that he is running for Kevin Stefanski, and it's very fun to watch. Jacoby Brissett right now, is performing statistically as a top ten quarterback in the NFL, and I get the competition because people have talked about it. Like, but again, the fact that he is keeping you in games, winning you games, it's all you can ask for at this point. And it is going to be interesting. I, I know Deshaun Watson is come will be coming back for that Texans game, but let let's. Just, it's a hypothetical. It'll be interesting to see how the Browns are doing by the time he comes back, because if they're rolling. It just might get interesting.
1: It really will. No, no. I see. I've been Lay, seeing Lane that.
0: Atkins reported that, man. So if Lane Dude, reports it, I believe it. I, I, I understand. Liar.
1: I understand you're not going to be like, okay, you got to keep going with the hot hand, but you just don't. You just don't do that with a quarterback that you're paying that much money to in Watson. Like maybe a, another week or two to get Watson kind of back in the groove of things. But. No, you're, you're gonna, you you're going to Watson's going to be QB1. I, I really believe it no matter what.
0: And and I believe it too, but I'm just saying if if Lane says there's even somewhat of a chance, we'll just see. Because Lane has not been a part of the OBR in a while, but he's been mm-hmm. back the last couple weeks or so and he's put a lot of information on there that's been very interesting to say. To I mean so. I mean dude, this like, is literally I
1: get it, This this is literally what we like we knew just a smart quarterback who makes the right plays could be like this in Stefanski's offense like Baker in 2020. We were, he was top 15, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were saying coming back healthy, he can be top 10 and Jacoby is proving that in this system, you can be a top 10 quarterback because it's just, it's, it's just, it's an insane offensive scheme. I know. Again, I'm going to say it. Jacob and Nick talked about it last night. Stefanski's so play calling is insane. He schemes guys open and you just need a quarterback to make the right throws at the right time. And Jacoby is doing that on top of your running game, where you got a running back who's leading the league in rushing right now. One of the best offensive lines in the league. I mean, it's seriously—if our defense can start stepping up, we we're going to be a problem even until Watson comes back. Oh yeah, Tyler, no, no, I
2: agree with that. The, the way I see it is like this: if you put, if you take your your uh, Lamborghini down to the shop to get a new engine tweaked up, and then for a couple of weeks you're driving around a Honda Civic, and the Honda Civic's great. It's nice and consistent, got good gas mileage, and, you know, it's great. But then you get a call and say, hey, your Lambo's ready. You're going to take it out for a spin. You're not You're not just going to be like, well, the Civic's treating me really well, so I got to keep it. Look, they put too much money into into Deshaun Watson. They have too much invested in this offense. I feel like they're going to – like, I, I think that if they have a really good record going into this, that's even more reason because they think that they need to get him ready because if they can make it to the playoffs – they, they want him to be have some experience under his belt. Now, I, I understand the idea of, well, if he's still rusty, do you want to keep him in all the time? I, I think that they just kind of have to rip the Band-Aid off and say, we just got to go with it because
1: – I think Jacoby I,
2: I, I,
0: I, 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 I still believe they're going to start Deshaun Watson, but I'm saying when I see Lane, of all people, mm-hmm. even, even suggest that something like that could get interesting depending on where the team sits, it does kind of pique my interest a little bit and because yeah. – because, I mean, again, you have Jacoby Brissett on a one-year contract anyway, and I don't know. I, I mean, let's say the Browns' offense is humming. They might – again, it's not going to happen. I, I would bet highly against it happening. But, again, if Jacoby Brissett keeps playing the way he is, anything is possible, even if that is a 1% chance. Mm-hmm. I, I think overall, though, that we can argue that – I think it's time that we stop. and Because there is a portion of the fan base still that doesn't seem – to believe in Kevin Stefanski, I think we can quietly – I think we can just put that to rest at this point. Matty G! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matty G, who uh, we absolutely love. You know what? Kevin Stefanski is the future of, the, of this Cleveland Browns. Like, he is the future, man. Like, he's the per- present and the future. There's a reason he was coach of the year, and he is doing all this with a backup quarterback. He has an offense right now that is – one of the most the most efficient offense right now in the league with a backup quarterback.
1: Dude, Doesn't matter and, if
0: he's played the Jets. Doesn't matter if he's played if he's played um, played some of these crappy teams. You they're still got to produce. You got to yeah, do your job. Winning games and that's all that matters.
1: And an- another thing is like you're not just like doing this uh, all with the backup quarterback. You're having that quarterback, Jacoby, having his best season of his career under you. Like, I mean, I'm 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 I hope off the leash is happy where he's at right now. That's all I'll say that's all I'll say dude I mean seriously like the grass like I I I told you guys when this whole situation was going down like the grass isn't always greener dude it really isn't
2: yeah I mean I I, I, I think a lot of people had a uh, a decent amount of reason to question him last year I think a lot of us just didn't know exactly what like what the scheme was why he was scheming things the way he was but I think that we, we can all look at it again in hindsight and kind of have a, have a general idea of what he was doing. And just considering that this year we're seeing just so much of the offense, be changed and then having someone like Jacoby, who I think a lot of people thought, you know, this is a Deshaun Watson offense. It's going to be mobile. It's going to be fast. It's going to be this. And then you just see him perfectly just fit himself in there. And and he's the, the offense is chugging along. It's what, like you said, it's one of the most efficient. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're like only behind like the dolphins, and the bills maybe as the, as the only other two, but maybe actually the, the bills might be lower now because they had a lot of possessions that didn't end up leading to points. But I mean, it, it, this is one of the most efficient offenses. It get, it stays on the field for a long time and it can get points. And that's basically all you can really ask, especially when you have a, a backup quarterback manning, manning it and he's doing it flawlessly. So all, all credit to Kevin Stefanski.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He deserves all the credit and jock Josh- Josh, who is in the YouTube chat, thank you, Josh, for joining us on YouTube, makes a good point. If we can beat the the Bills, the Bucks, Patriots, it's gonna be tough to beat all three. But that said, we have nothing to fear. Thanks our games with Jacoby, with Jacoby, and how our season turns out may depend on the win-loss ratio of those three games. I'll say this, depending on when those games are. Again, you have to knock on some wood here at the Browns. Stay healthy. The Bills are beat up. The Bucks are beat up. The Patriots are beat up. I think the Patriots are soon. We'll, we'll see. The Patriots are in two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anything really is possible at this point. Kevin Stefanski, though, is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I said what I said. I, I mean, well, you have easily. to have, you have to, the way he's calling plays and everyone complained that he needed to give up play, calling to Alex Van Pelt. Even though Alex Van Pelt has not proven that he can call plays at the NFL level and be successful, they didn't trust Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski was playing with a quarterback that didn't have a shoulder last year. There's controversy on that still, but he's proven that he can win with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. His offense is simple and he can get guys open. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. And it helps, like Josh, like Josh mentions, that you have Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Amari, Amari Cooper has been absolutely fantastic for the Browns so far this year. I mean, he, Amari Cooper has become Jacoby Brissett's favorite target. I mean, over 100 yards and a touchdown again, and it was the first Brown receiver since Josh Gordon. Josh that Gordon, backed, baby. 100-yard games. So how important do you guys think Amari Cooper has been to the Browns' early success? Now, again, week one against Carolina, they did target him a lot he didn't really have the yardage impact or touchdown impact, but he did draw three pass interference calls that were huge for a Browns victory. Mm -hmm.
2: I I think Amari is, is actually one of the most important players on this team. Obviously you would say if you, if you're talking about importance, you'd say number one is Nick Chubb. I think number two is Amari Cooper, because I think when you look at the offense that we're trying to run, people know that you, that we want to run it because why wouldn't you, when you're getting five yards per carry with two of the best backs in the league and, the best back in the league and Nick Chubb. Uh, and the thing is, is that you, you even saw it on, on Sun- on Thursday is that Kevin Stefanski is going, going to run the ball until you tell him that you don't want him to anymore. Until you load up the box, you put Amari Cooper in man coverage and you say, we're not going to let you run the ball. And then you have Jacoby was roll out and get a, like a 30 yard completion because Amari Cooper can get open on anybody in the league. Having a guy like that on your team, and having the ability to to basically mismatch any player that tries to put him in, in man coverage means that it makes it harder for teams to to, to make a choice. Do we want to get killed by the run or do we want to get killed by Amari Cooper? So mm-hmm. having him there, having him, he, I mean, the, the guy is always open. He's only, he only had like what, like two passes or something like this whole year. And one of them was like banging him in the shoulder at like Mach 10. Like, the, the the guy is automatic, and having him there just opens up the entire playbook for all the other players because he becomes such a huge threat that you have to. They basically have to split all their attention between Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb. What who, pick your poison, Willie. Really. So I think he's actually like the second most important offensive player on this team.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair because when it comes down to it, outside of Amari Cooper, I mean, yeah, you have David and Joku. He had, I mean, a really good game this past week but overall you don't have a number 2 receiver. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones, he flashed in Carolina, was quiet against the Jets, was quiet against Pittsburgh. David Bell has yet to do anything notable. Anthony Schwartz, it should be a bag, should be a bagger at Kroger. And on top of that, I mean, outside of that, you don't really have anybody else at wide receiver. That's the biggest thing that's worried me is it's what's happening with this offense is fantastic, but my biggest worry No depth really at wide receiver outside of Amari Mm -hmm. Cooper. You really
1: don't. Down the line, eventually, you're going to face defenses like the Bills and Tampa Bay, and they're going to stop Amari Cooper and they're going to, you know, be able to contain David Njoku. And eventually, you're going to be like, okay, what's next? Like, yeah, we can run the ball. We can try to run the ball down their throat 30 times a game, but. When it comes to the passing game, you got to have something there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great right now to say like Amari Cooper shredding all these defenses, but eventually you're gonna face secondaries that are like, uh, uh-uh, we're gonna we're gonna be able to you know stop you a little bit here. Like, we're gonna have your number once in a while. So, one of those guys has to step up. It's worrisome. I trust DPJ more than I trust David Bell, obviously, but I still think that there's there's a chance the Browns make a move for a, another wide receiver.
2: I can only hope so
0: hey man I've been banging on that drum for months that they need to do that so I'm hoping they do and you kind of bring up a good point about David Njoku Zach so really like with that being said David Njoku last Thursday had one of his best games as a pro he had nine receptions on 10 targets 89 yards and a touchdown and he really dominated that Steelers defense especially with yards after the catch Mm -hmm. so do you guys think this is going to be a trend we're going to see with David Njoku moving forward and how important do you think it is that David and Joker remains a consistent option in this Browns offense, given the fact that we don't have a true number two receiver?
2: I think it's imperative because it because if David Njoku is is our number two receiver, and if he's consistently our number two receiver, that makes his role as a blocker even just as much important because he he can do everything, and it makes it harder for the defenses to adjust for him because you don't know if he's blocking, you don't know if he's just going to you know look like he's going to block, and then he's going to go out into the in, into an open spot in the zone, and just then all of a sudden you have a guy who can get who who's one of the best uh, yards after catch players in the league. Uh, and just give him free reign of, of all that space. So, like, he he is somebody who, if he gets to the point where I think a lot of us think that he can get to, he can easily be one of the best tight ends in this league. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he can get the yards, he can get the receptions, he can get the touchdowns, and it all really comes down to, can they get him involved in the passing game as much as I think they want to, while also keeping him at the level of, of a blocking tight end that I don't think that oh, there's a lot of, like, competition. He's one of the best blocking tight ends in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, David Njoku it has proven that he can perform for the Browns. He especially did that on Thursday night. I think now you just need to see that consistency from him, which has really been the biggest problem throughout his career. I mean, he did grade out an 89.6, according to Pro Football Focus. Moving forward, though, David Njoku, I, I'm expecting and also hoping he does kind of become almost this number two option for Jacoby Brissett because – Nothing against Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Bell. But, again, David Bell has yet to do anything, really anything. And Donovan Peoples-Jones seems to be pretty much outside of Carolina. He hasn't been involved at all. So, I expect David and Joku to have a huge role with the Browns moving forward. And that's what you paid him for. You expect this guy to become a top-five tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you need him to perform that way. So. Yeah. It's it just it needs to happen. But one guy who just continues to absolutely perform this year that is Browns running back Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has ran for 113 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 4.9 yards a carry. He's averaging 5.5 yards a carry this season. Leads the league in total yards as well as broken tackles, which he has that by far in the league. Like He's it, more it's more than 30 other
2: teams. Like yeah,
0: it's not close. He's the number one graded running back by Pro Football Focus. So here's what I want to ask you guys. I'm going to take this conversation a step further because for me, I believe that Nick Chubb with the way that the Browns are playing and just knowing how valuable he is to this team. I want to ask you guys this because is Nick Chubb right now in the running for league MVP? You don't see running backs win it a whole lot, but at the same time, he clearly right now is the Browns most valuable player.
1: Yeah. I think right now, dude, like, I just want to see him win the rushing title. Like, that's what I want to see, dude.
2: See, Tyler, I would say, yeah, he could be in the running. The issue is that I think that the league has kind of established that the MVP is essentially who is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, like, that's basically how it's kind of been. Uh, I know that there were some discussions, like, I think it was last year or the year before, about Derek Henry maybe winning it. Uh, and. I think that definitely if Nick Chubb continues this where he's averaging over 100 yards per game, he's averaging like over a touchdown per game, if this if he continues this and goes forward and I mean we're talking him getting like almost 2000 yards and like 15 16 touchdowns, I think that yeah, you could definitely see a lot of people saying hey Nick Chubb might might actually be in the running to get uh to get the MVP. The thing is I just don't know how how much he's going to be able to keep up uh like this touchdown and yards overall and especially if they're at some point one of these quarterbacks is going to probably be the fa- i'm pretty sure right now there's three quarterbacks that are all the favorites to win MVPs, uh and i i just don't know if it's possible now do what i would i absolutely love it if that would happen. happened would i be slamming the table saying nick chubb needs to win MVP? yeah i would but i just don't know if the nfl voters uh if the people who vote for MVP would feel the same just because of the way that that position or the, the way that the MVP has kind of been voted on for years.
0: Oh, wait, good point. Zach, before you add something to that, random cardboard says on YouTube, Amari, random Cooper, cardboard. I, I love the name by the way.
1: Yeah,
0: Amari Cooper is the best wide receiver. The Browns have ever had.
1: I would hundred percent agree with that.
0: Talent wise. 100%. I think so. I, I need to see how he finishes, finishes this year. Yeah. We but need to see how he finishes. Wise, yeah, I, I would say I, talent
1: wise. I kind of just want to add something like random, like a little quick answer here. Like if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. It's free. You don't gotta pay money now, like you did with Twitch. It's free. So subscribe on YouTube. We're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna do giveaways, uh homage giveaways are gonna be coming up, stuff like that. And drop a like as well on the video. It really it drop really drop a uh, like. Yes. Hit
2: the thumbs up button, please. Thank
1: you. Jack, Jack found something else he can yell before we end the show now. <laughs>
2: Drop, drop that like button. Drop that yeah. like button. Hit
0: the subscribe. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's but, fantastic. But, I mean, we do have a decent amount of people that are watching on YouTube. So, yeah, guys, just, it's very easy. Just hit that subscribe button. And, again, we have content. It's, free. it's, not, it's not just live shows, though, either. Like, we yeah. have daily content we're putting out there for you guys. Daily clips. There's, And we might even have giveaways on YouTube as well. So, it's very easy to subscribe to the channel. But, but Zach,
1: what are your thoughts on Nick Chubb being in the MVP conversation? Dude, I, I just don't kind of want to like, – I don't want to get my hopes up right now. You know, like it's, it's fun to think about. It would be awesome to have a Browns player win MVP. But I think, like Jack said, like basically nine times out of ten, it's going to be who the best quarterback is in the NFL. I still think it will probably be like Josh Allen, something like that. But I just want to see Nick Chubb win the rushing title. He always comes so close – and loses it. I think this is the year. Please stay healthy, Nick Chubb. Please. This is the year where, dude, he, I think he could just take it and run with it. So well, that's I think what I want to see. Win
2: the rushing title. I think that if if he, again, like he might not, like let's say he keeps it up even a little bit. Let's say he gets something like 18, 1700 yards and like 11 touchdowns. I think that that, that wouldn't be too crazy just on the current pace that he's going, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say but- he, gets, he gets something like that. I think he could be in running for offensive player of the year.
0: That I would agree with. Yeah. I think
2: he absolutely can be in the running for offensive player of the year. And
0: Josh, real quick, you can take the pre- you can you can claim that title. But I think Jeff. I don't know if he's on YouTube right now or watching us right now. Jeff might have something to say about you being the president. You guys might have to have a have an election for that. That could actually be fun. <laughs> anyway that jeff, was ac- jeff, that was
1: actually- jeff jeff might like low-key be the network 216 president dude.
0: true true oh yeah good point oh, yeah. okay even a step further anyway anyway those i mean i i think nick chubb can win offensive player of the year for sure if you just look at the history of running backs that have won the mvp i mean adrian peterson was last one to do it in 2012 he, he ran for over 2,000 yards 12 touchdowns Damian Tomlinson won it in 2006. He had 1,800 yards, 28 touchdowns. Sean Alexander won it the year before in 2005, 1,800 yards, 27 touchdowns. I mean, it, it is very unlikely that Nick Chubb would win MVP. I mean, it is. I'm just saying, if this Browns offense keeps going the way it is, let's mm-hmm. say they get to the playoffs and Nick Chubb runs for 1,800 yards, puts up 18 touchdowns, 20 touchdowns. I think he might have a case. I I really do. And again, it's, it is a quarterback league to where he more than likely his odds are against him. I mean, if you look at Jalen Hurts, and yes, I said that correctly, Jalen Hurts. If you look at Lamar Jackson, because right now those seem to be the two.
2: Lamar's a monster. That, huh? Yeah, Lamar's Lamar, a monster.
0: Yeah, and credit where it's due. I, I can't stand the Ratbirds, but Lamar is one of the best talents in the league. Lamar, take as much money from them as
2: you can, please.
0: Or Or just leave. leave. Or just leave. Just Just, just say that. But (laughs) I think when it comes down to it, like Nick Chubb absolutely can win offensive player of the year at least, even if he doesn't win MVP. I'm just hoping, let's say Lamar Jackson wins MVP. You have to hope he doesn't win offensive player of the year, too.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's the other side to it. But again. I really do think he's Nick Chubb's in the conversation if he keeps having the season he is because right now he it's a it's it's historic. He's averaging five point five yards a carry, like that's not that's not normal. It isn't. I mean, former like those former MVPs I mentioned. LT averaged five point two yards. Sean Alexander five point one, and Adrian Peterson averaged six yards a carry when he ran for two thousand yards. So my point is, like, I, I really think if he can have the kind of year that we believe. And the Browns, let's say the Browns end up actually as the top team in the AFC. All hypothetical here. Nick Chubb has his case. Mm-hmm. He stays
1: healthy.
0: 100%. Has, I mean, again, it, it's a fun conversation uh, to have. Again, the odds are slim that he ends up actually winning it. But at the end of the day, I think he still has a chance to do so. And a big part of Nick Chubb's success, though, is that Browns offensive line. And right now, you have Jedrick Wills. Yes, that is correct. Jedrick Wills. And James Hudson, both in the top seven in pass protection win rate. What are your guys' thoughts on that? James Hudson, obviously, he hasn't played as many snaps. Mm -hmm. But Jed Wills, I mean, we've given him a lot of crap. He still is not graded great, according to Pro Football Focus, but he's doing pretty well against the pass. What are your guys' thoughts? It seems he's at least taken a little bit of a step forward.
1: Yes, just take steps forward. That's all you want to see from your left tackle right now because – like at the point I was at the point of like giving up, you know, after, even after week one, I'm like, what the heck, dude, what's going on? But no, just, just take those steps forward. Keep improving. I trust Callahan as a coach, dude. How can you not? But no, you love seeing that, especially like pass protection. Like you said, Tyler, when you got Jacoby back there, like when you get Watson back, he can extend plays. He can get out of the pocket, you know, and, and extend plays. But with Jacoby back there, you want him to feel comfortable in the pocket, not have to really make plays with his feet. So it's very promising to see that.
2: Even the Jacoby, Jacoby's making some plays with his feet. Oh, no, don't don't get me wrong.
1: I'm just saying Watson could do it the entire drive. He could just extend a play, dude. That's just how he is as a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I I think we can't really talk about enough the job that just Bill Callahan's done since he got to Cleveland. He he has been absolutely fantastic, and I think – you got to do whatever you can to keep this man. You really yeah. do. I mean, you also have to give a shout out to Ethan Posick, Posick mm-hmm. who took over for Nick Harris. I was very skeptical of him because he he did not play well in Seattle outside of really one year. He was very inconsistent, but he has performed pretty well. I mean, against the Steelers, a 75.3 grade. He's been really good so far to start the year. What are your guys' thoughts on, on – on the center who's come in and really done a nice job for the Browns.
2: You know, I think, I think he's done what he needs to do. And I think, you know, it really helps having two of the best guards in the league. Exactly. On either side of it. I think, honestly, I think that that if anyone on the line was going to get hurt, it being Nick Harris, even though it sucks, we all wanted to see Nick Harris come in and really, you know, take over that center position. He is going to be the, the guy in the future, having him get hurt. And having Ethan Poythress be able to come in, get reps at center throughout training camp and through the last couple of, of preseason games, and then also just having Joel Patonio and Wyatt Teller on either side of him—I mean, it makes his job so much easier. And he—he's just done his job. He hasn't made any critical mistakes, hasn't made any errors. He's grading well. He's not blowing—he's not lighting the world on fire as much as a center can do that. But you know, he's—he's he's holding his own, and he's not a liability. And again. That's about all you can ask for in a center. If 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 you if the people are not saying your name during the game, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And I I haven't heard any any complaints or talk about him at all. So that means he's doing a good job.
1: Hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent, and he's not he's giving th- up costly penalties either.
0: Been fantastic. I mean, he's seriously been fantastic this year. He hasn't again nothing elite on Pro Football Focus a sixty a sixty seven point five, but that's average. It's what you want. Yeah. It's what we honestly wanted from Nick Harris before before his injury unfortunately but thank you Manny I appreciate it I appreciate it my man and also Manny makes a good point here Lamar is him he said take all the money they won't pay you and he said so he'll go to Detroit
2: send him to Detroit man,
0: man if Lamar went to Detroit with
2: <sighs> Lamar DeAndre Jameson Williams I'd love to see that offense in the Ooh. NFC too yeah it get H. Him H. Out of the Hawkinson <laughs> oh, dude yes, that
0: man. would that would be Detroit would be fun Wow, I
1: didn't that's never even crossed my mind I've been saying
0: Manny that was a seriously a great point I would love to see him in Detroit one he's gone Two, that offense would act and then I could actually want to see
2: him succeed listen (laughs) man that that blue and silver that blue and silver would look so good Lamar I really think I know he's watching this so so Lamar I really think you should consider Detroit
1: because I don't see Detroit getting like a top like first or second pick they're not going to get young or Stroud probably no, so.
0: and really outside of them, the quarterback class is kind of spotty. I mean, yeah. You have Tyler Van Dyke. He was benched this week, though, against Middle Tennessee. You have Anthony Richardson. He's been off or on. Will Levis for Kentucky. There's some questions about him because some people think he's not, next Josh Allen. Accuracy is a big one with him. And ball ball security, we'll see when we get to the NFL draft. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm nerding out there for a second. but <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, Detroit's not going to have a top ten pick. They're not. So going after, and they might have the cap space for Lamar Jackson because they're not going to keep Jared Goff again. So, mm-hmm. man, that that would Ooh. actually be really fun to see him in Detroit. All I, Rodgers, care
1: about, all I care about in the draft is go get Kate Stover. Yeah, that, that dude won me over on Saturday. My boy. Go get go my boy. Get Lexington, over. Ohio, baby. Armor Gronk. Gronk, baby. Stand <laughs> up.
0: Let's go. Lexington, Ohio. L Town. All right. But, guys, as we are about to move on to Atlanta, we are going to take a second. And, I mean, Zach, we've gotten a lot a lot of good just replies from the shirts we've been wearing on the show. And we're Dude. proud to be partners with Homage, guys. I'm wearing a new one tonight. I'm going to be posting the link yes, in the funny. morning. Nick Chubb, baby. You can't go wrong with the future.
1: You heard it I just – Listen, we won when I wore this last week, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm just going to rep the brownie elf right now, dude. Let's hope I didn't knock on wood. So since Ansley's
0: listening to this, that means you haven't washed it since then, and you won't wash it until the Browns lose.
1: That's what we're hearing. (laughs) I believe uh, that's
2: what we're hearing, if I'm correct. uh, wait comment. I I plead the fifth. Uh, Tyler, I think he already washed it. He washed all the good luck off of it already.
1: Honestly, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth, so. Oh my gosh. You can't handle the
0: truth. Okay. <laughs> can't handle it. That was a terrible impression, but we're gonna ignore it and we're gonna move on to we're gonna move on to Atlanta and guys, this is a game. <laughs> this is a game for the Browns that you don't want to overlook. You don't want to overlook next week. You have the Chargers coming to town. The Chargers still have Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. They have a really good offense. But the Atlanta Falcons are not great defensively. But what the Atlanta Falcons have, they have quite an abundance of offensive talent on their team. I mean, you have Kyle Pitts, 6'6", tight end. He's 21 years old, athletic monster. You have Drake London, receiver one in the 2022 20, class. I told you guys that for months. And yes, he can separate, just so we're clear.
1: And he's not have, he's not just a high riser.
0: No, he can separate. I know it's a shocker. A lot of people think that's not true, but you also have a guy who to me is one of the most underrated players in the league and really found a home in Atlanta. That is Cordell Patterson. He's a and monster. he is the and he is a guy to me. Cordell Patterson is someone that I have to admit I'm worried about how the Browns defend on On Sunday, mm-hmm. this Falcon offense, like I, I, I'm, we'll give our predictions later in the show when we do our picks present, presented by Underdog Fantasy. But Cordell Patterson, this Falcons offense, we have an. There might be a shootout on Sunday. There really might be a shootout. What are your guys' thoughts on this offense? Because there is a lot of talent all across the board for Atlanta at skill positions, and they're missing Calvin Ridley. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually really. Love Cordell Patterson. I love Kyle Pitts. I love I love the talent they have. The biggest thing is is just get them the ball. Can mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota get Drake London and Kyle Pitts involved in a way that's meaningful? Because we've we've been seeing even just from the, these first three weeks, Kyle Pitts just disappears. He goes on a milk carton for for halves at a time, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because our that's just Arthur Smith. I don't know if that's just the what what the offense is they're just like, well, hey, we need him to block. You don't have Kyle Pitts block. You need you don't have anyone else who can really catch the ball other than him and Drake London. So you <clears> can't <throat> you can't be having you want one of your only playmakers do that. Especially when you have Cordero Patterson, who last year he was a big receiving back and this year he just isn't. They like they aren't using him as a receiver. So they they just seem to have an issue where they have really good players. It's just can Marcus Mariota really get them involved in the way that is required? See, because I think that the Browns are matched up pretty well against the run. Like yeah, Najee got shut down pretty well. Christian McCaffrey got shut down. Uh, the Michael Carter and Bruce Hall kind of kind of had a little bit of a field day. I don't know if that was just scheming or what what that was. They 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 definitely hit us a little bit. But I mean, we've been holding our own against these pretty decent running backs. Uh, throughout throughout the first three weeks. And and I think that the Browns will be able to, to manage Cordero Patterson. I just want to know what we're going to look like in terms of our pass rush against Marcus Mariota and how much pressure we're going to be able to put him under. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not... here. Mariota doesn't necessarily scare me that much. I was a fan of Mariota coming out of Oregon. I actually thought he was going to be really successful in Tennessee. And to me, the reason... Seemed like he didn't succeed there. He had a lot of injuries. And then Ryan Tannehill came in as the backup. And when they put him in, everything clicked. And Mariota was done in Tennessee. But the situation in Atlanta, he struggled so far to begin this year. And I'm really not sure why. I think that Marcus Mariota is a so- is a solid player. I don't know if he should necessarily be a starter all year. I think that's why you brought in Desmond Ritter. And I'm kind of wondering how long the leashes on Mariota before you get Desmond Ritter a chance, considering Atlanta is probably going to be picking top five this year and they want CJ Stroud. Uh, but overall the guy that scares me the most, it's not Kyle Pitts. It's the guy that I've told you guys about for so long. It's Drake London Denzel Ward this year. Yes. Denzel Ward has been one of the worst NFL cornerbacks this year. Mm-hmm. And that's not sugarcoating it. It's a reality. He's graded out as one of the worst corners, according to Pro Football Focus. His stats are awful. He looks disinterested. He's not performed well. And you have a rookie wide receiver who's about six five. It could just body him all over the field. I think Drake, this could be a game Drake London has over 100 yards and two touchdowns against Denzel Ward. I, I, I fear that because I just don't see how Denzel stops him. I don't because Denzel has proven so far this year he can't stop anybody. To this point.
1: I mean, dude, look what... Yeah,
0: but he doesn't get targeted, man. <laughs> what? What?
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> Denzel doesn't get targeted. Yeah, I forgot. Look, look. Denzel's stats are just that whenever you target him, you have nearly a perfect QBR and 20 yards. That's that's free. That That's his averages. When, when people target him, you get 20 yards, and you have a 132 QBR. So, or not... Yeah, not... Whatever. But... Like, like, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Denzel, but I really hope that he can get it figured out because I, I I agree with you, Tyler. I think that Drake London can have a, can be one of those guys that eventually just like Denzel's kind of been bend don't break. Like for a lot of these, like, especially against Deontay, like he's like, okay, fine, fine. I'll give you like a 12 yard out or I'll hope you make a mistake and drop the ball. I think that, that if he plays like that against a guy like Drake London, I feel like he's going to get bodied, and it's going to not look good.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah, and, like, this is – like, look what Garrett Wilson did to us, too, you know? Well, that was against like, MJ. But in in general, dude, like, I'm just
0: – He destroyed this defense. Like, yeah. that's my biggest worry. That's my biggest worry. And you might not have Miles Garrett. You might not have Jadavian Clowney. You would have Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas. And Isaac Rochelle,
1: Isaac Rochelle. Yeah.
0: So again, there's nothing against those guys, but if you can't get a pass rush on Mariota, no Flacco can torch this Browns defense. I think Mariota could without Garrett and Clowney. I really do, and and again, you might not have JOK either, and I think that's huge too, especially for Kyle. People have been waiting for Kyle Pitts to have a breakout game, myself included, because I haven't been dynasty. I don't want it to happen this weekend, but if there was a game for Kyle Pitts to go off to, it's this week. I, I mean, I, I right now I have confidence that the Browns can really keep this from becoming a shootout.
1: But do you think, Tyler, this is a game where you just go, okay, this is why you drafted MJ. He's a bigger body cornerback. Let's put him on a wide receiver like Drake London. Do you think this is a game where you can see that instead? Instead of having Denzel Ward against him?
0: And that's what I was kind of wondering is if they want to go that route. I mean, when you're kind of looking at it with Drake London, he's graded out, I mean, really well. He's an, 82, he's an 82.5 already. I want to see how the Falcons use him because I think that's going to really determine here who they put on him. I mean, Drake London's 6'4", 213. My bad, he's not 6'5". But this is a guy that at USC, they put him in the slot. Is Atlanta just putting him out wide? They put him in the slot, maybe in the backfield, lining him up as a wingback. There's so many ways that they could really use Drake London, and I feel like there's not going to be maybe someone exclusively on him because what they what Atlanta also does really well, they put Kyle Pitts outside a lot. They do not line him up at tight end very often. They really mm-hmm. don't. They like to line him outside. And so you have a 6'6 Kyle Pitts and you have a 6'4 Drake London. There aren't many teams that there aren't any yeah. teams that can do that. Yeah. So I mean, again, we're, we're going to give our predictions here, but I do I do believe the Browns will win the game, but I think this will seriously be a shootout because I don't the Browns without potentially Garrett Clowney, JOK, you know how Denzel Ward's been this year. It's hard to convince me that this team's going to be able to keep Atlanta under thirty points.
2: Yeah, that's I I definitely understand that. Uh, I mean, just even, even in these games that they've played the last few weeks, I mean, it's, they, they've, they've been really close to 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 breaking it open a couple of times. And now that they actually are, it seems like they're trying to get Kyle Pitts involved a lot more. And Cordell Patterson, a lot of people thought he was going to have like a, like a, a fall off year after last year where he played fantastic. And he's still an incredibly solid running back. So just ha- having that continued uh, contingency of, or, having that continue from last year and then having Kyle Pitts hopefully get more use and having a weapon like Drake London. Yeah, no, this, this offense can easily do that. Like unless your defense can stop them and uh, can the Browns defense stop them? Well, that's yet to be seen.
0: Here's what you have to ask. Here's what you guys have to ask yourselves. Marcus Mariota wants to attack the middle of the field. So Drake London's grayed out at 92.8 when he's in between the numbers, like when he is. We go about uh, five yards or more. So about five yards and in, he is 92.8. And when you get to 10 yards or more, a 92.1. That's what Marcus Mariota wants to target. It's the same with Kyle Pitts. A a 92.4 for Pitts when he's 10 plus yards in the middle of the field. When it's five or more, it's 90.5. The Falcons struggle when they're outside the numbers. The Browns' weakness is in the middle of that defense it plays right into what Atlanta wants to do on offense. So definitely has me a little bit worried. Yeah. And and Josh, I'm sorry, man. I'm not trying to worry you, dude. I'm trying to be realistic. Like I I said, the Browns will win and I believe it, but I'm telling you this Atlanta offense has, has players and talent that we won't see the rest of the year. There isn't another team that can line up Drake London and Kyle Pitts on the outside. There isn't, there isn't another team that has a Swiss army knife in the backfield that can do everything that Cordell Patterson, they could line him up out there too. And you have those three on one side of the field, like good luck covering it. I mean, the Falcons present quite a mismatch for really anybody, not just the Browns, but when you're have as many players down as the Browns do, it's a huge mismatch. So, I mean, I'm a little bit worried and
1: they fight, they fight with every single team they face this year. Mm -hmm. They've literally put up a fight with the Rams. They kept the Rams close until the very end. In mm-hmm. SoFi, like, dude, I'm telling you. And this listen,
2: thing. if there's a team that, that knows the pain of, of having teams constantly come back on them, the feeling that no lead is safe, it's the freaking Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. They, 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 we, be, us and them have, have a lot of history of, of feeling like, oh, what's that, we by three scores? That's not enough. We need way more points. So, I, yeah, this is definitely, this is going to be a shootout.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, I think, you know, and on offense, the Browns can... Pretty much do whatever they want. The Falcons do not have a good defense. That's that's for certain. You have Grady Jarrett and you have AJ Terrell. And that's that's really it. It is. <laughs> hey, Manny. I hope so, dude. I, I hope I hope the Browns win by that much. I do. I do. I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm trying to paint you guys with a realistic perspective that I would not overlook the Atlanta Falcons. Because this is a no. team they're gonna be at home. It's probably gonna be loud in Atlanta. Nick Chubb is making is making his return now to Georgia.
2: Well, I'm curious. I'm curious how loud it's going to be. I'm curious how many people are going to make their way out to the game just because I don't know how the the hurricane situation is going to going to deal out in, in northern Georgia.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And prayers out to all those families that are affected in Florida, Cuba, the, the entire the entire southwest coast.
2: So Southeast. prayers out.
0: I thought it was. I thought it was like. Oh well, it's a,
2: it's a, yeah. It's in the Gulf. It's in the Gulf. You're right.
0: <laughs> Anyways, prayers out to all those families because c- can't imagine what that's going through. And hopefully, first responders are able to uh, really be able to get down there as soon as possible. But guys, as we're moving on here, every week we do it. We make our picks presented by Underdog Fantasy. And for this week, how did everybody fare? That is the big question.
2: I went four and oh what? Yes, I did. Yes, sir. Listen, you remember when I said, I don't think Baker's going to beat the saints. I think the Panthers are going to beat the saints and they did. The Panthers beat the saints, their defense and LaVisca Chenault. All you need to beat the saints. is Those two things. Uh, I had Eagles over commanders, Titan over Raiders, Panthers over saints, Browns over the Steelers. So that means I'm nine and three.
1: Oh, all right geez. Zach, how do you end up doing I went even I went 500, two and two let's go hey right. same
0: here I went two and two so so now the overall standings has Zach at five and seven and Jack you're at nine and three mm-hmm. and I am at nine six and one <laughs> that is weird <laughs> but hey you're I at will nine say, six though, and one
2: nine.
1: How are you nine seven
2: six and wins. one? Seven wins. Oh, seven seven. Wait, seven. Yeah, that went two and two.
1: We should only have twelve.
2: <laughs>
0: I have only nine, had twelve total.
1: You said nine six and one.
0: Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. I that tie, dude. That tie is throwing me off so much right now.
1: So what is it? Yeah. Huh? What, what's your record? What's your record?
0: It should be. Let me see. Should be eight. No wait. Dude, I have to look at this off the show because I can't. I need to...
1: <laughs> math, bro. <laughs> dude, well, dude, <laughs>
0: that, that stupid tie is throwing me off. Yeah, it's I have messing to, you I have up. To look at it, but and we'll say though, did call that Dolphins
2: game? Hey, that that yeah, was yeah, you was did. A surprise. That was a so, surprise. I was surprised.
0: That shocked.
1: That shocked and me. Jeff, Jeff told me he said, "Do not pick the Chargers over the Jags," and I did it anyways. And the Jags beat the Chargers. So damn it. He, and I'm curious to see Justin how the Herbert. Chargers are
2: going to do going forward.
1: Yeah, they have
0: quite a uh, – it's tough for them moving forward. There, there's no other way around it. They're in quite a position. There's no other way around it. But, okay, first off – for... Can I say something real quick?
1: Can I say something real quick? Staley, Staley, the coach of the Chargers, when you're down like 30-something points, can you take Justin Herbert out of the game, dude? No. He's going to get himself fired, bro. What are you doing? Listen, man, they still have the guy that
2: stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the lungs, man. Like, (laughs) they still still have him on their staff. They don't know what they're doing over there. Spanos. I still
1: think that was on purpose. Hot take. I still think that was on purpose. ahead. come on. I'm just saying, dude. (laughs) I'm just saying.
2: Oh,
0: man. You guys are killing me. Oh, my goodness. Anyways. I'm ready to be here again. Let's pick the Browns game first since we nearly forgot it last time. The game's in Atlanta, 1 o'clock kickoff. Jack, who you got? What's the score?
2: Uh, I got the Browns 34-28. It's going to be close the whole way down.
1: Nice.
2: I
0: got the Browns 31-28. I got the Browns Browns 30. Mm, Man, where do I want to go with this? Yeah, I got the Browns 38. I have the Falcons 31. Okay, it's gonna be high scoring. I really believe it. Anyway, I'm actually th- this year I'm eight three and one. So I was able to figure out quick math. It took me a minute. I had to You're go what? back.
1: Come on go back. Say it again.
0: Eight three and one.
1: Damn, I'm so bad, bro. Dude,
0: it's so early in the year though. Five like, and seven
1: time. though, dude. I'm already like how so many. <laughs>
0: So, so, since that's the case, do you want to make the first pick? Yeah, sure. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> All God. right. Tell me if you want me to scroll down. Uh, no, I, I already see it. I want the Cowboys over the Commanders. Okay. Is Jack that coming back got? this week, though? No. You don't think he is?
0: No, it sounds like it's Cooper Rush.
1: I like Cooper Rush and CD connection. I got Cowboys over Commanders.
0: All right, Jack, who you got? Let me know if you want me to scroll down as well
2: going to take the Raiders over the Broncos. Ooh. I think okay. they are desperate for a win. And I think that the Broncos the offense has been so weird that it's gonna bite them at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that this That's... is the game. I think that this is the game where Devontae Adams just says, you know what guys, I'm pissed off. I hate being I hate being zero and three while Aaron Rodgers is two and one. This is terrible i need help
1: josh mcdaniels baby josh mcdaniels coach of the year oh man what a, <laughs> McDaniels. What a McDaniels. One. One
2: mcdaniels what a pick. one of the mcdaniels one of the mcdaniels one of the mcdaniels was gonna win it <laughs> all right, for
0: me uh, i'm i'm rolling with them again i got the lion i got the lions over the seahawks in detroit i like, that
1: I, like I like i like that pick. lion's team this year dude me too all right am i next again you are, you are up. Oh God! You know what? Uh, Bills over Ravens.
2: I'm doing okay, it. okay. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a really good game. That's
0: in Baltimore too. Mm-hmm.
2: All I right. Think, I
1: think Josh Allen does not want to lose two times in a row, dude.
2: Yeah, he definitely doesn't want to lose two
1: times. I will say,
0: I don't uh, that Buffalo uh, that Buffalo defense trying to stop Lamar will be interesting. Given the fact they're without, I think think they're still banged
1: up. Yeah, they're still banged up, but
0: they are, they are okay. So for me, I'm gonna go with the Titans over the Colts in Indianapolis.
2: I was I was thinking the same thing.
0: First time picking the Titans this year, I believe actually.
2: Yeah, the Titans have are, are are a little weird this year. Not exactly sure what their offense is looking like. I'm thinking the uh, I think of the Giants over the Bears. I I, I
0: thought about that one earlier too. I just think both that the teams, both Bears, teams are two and one.
2: <laughs> yeah, somehow I don't know how. You cannot tell me how because look, guys, I don't want to be mean, but ju- I don't know about Justin Fields in 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 Chicago. I think he needs some. He needs to go someplace else. I don't know. Well, they yeah, just need help. They, they, they just ruined, need any help. They ruined them.
0: They, there's no one there on that team that can do Darnell Mooney can't – every team keys on him, so they can't get him the ball. Cole Komet has done nothing. Outside of their running backs, they have nothing on that team. They just like to use Justin Fields as a running back. Yeah.
1: Justin Fields needs to go to the Giants. All right, let me – let's scroll down. Okay, all right. <sighs> God, dude. I, like, need to, like – Win every single game. What's the Monday night game? Uh, Lambs
2: and 49ers. Oh, no.
1: Do not like that. You know what? I'm going to go Buccaneers over Chiefs. Ooh. Okay. Brady's getting some weapons back this week, too.
0: All right. Jack, who you got?
2: Um, I'm going to take... final pick. With my final pick, the Packers over the Patriots.
1: Easy, easy pick. Yeah, I, I like your strategy. Hey,
2: might as well pick one well, of. Well, hey man, one, one. hey man. Are, are, do we know for sure that 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 Ohio hero Brian he is, Hoyer yes, he is. is playing?
1: Yes, Hoyer destroyer is playing. Yeah,
2: Hoyer destroyer. Yeah, I, I I just I just am not sure if, if what their offense is going to be without Mac Jones. Even though their offense was kind Probably of all better. Yeah, you would think better, but. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I mean, how old is Mike Brian Jones? Hoyer now? Old enough to win football games, baby.
0: He's older than me. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, all right. If there are any Seinfeld fans out there, the, as George Costanza would say, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts, baby. 49ers over the Rams.
1: Wow. All
0: right, let's go.
2: Dang. Nuts. Are you sure? Oh, you take it back. There's still time. Hey man, you do know that that, that the 49ers have Orlovsky at quarterback, right?
1: Huh? Oh, dude. <laughs> Orl- Orlovsky's free. He's free. I, al- He's I also uh,
0: I also know they'll be at home Monday night. Uh, Matt Stafford's not look good this year either. So, I mean, you know? But who's
2: looked worse?
1: Matt Stafford I mean. <laughs> like refuses to throw to anyone that isn't named Cooper. So okay,
2: can you really can you really And, and I also think
0: D'Amico Ryans is a, one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. He's soon to be an NFL head coach. I think they're gonna have a game. I don't think they're gonna shut down Cooper Cup, but I think they will contain him more than anyone else has this year. So hey, I like the 49ers. Jeff Wilson, he's been solid in um in Elijah Mitchell's absence. Jimmy Garoppolo can still make Throws when he has mm-hmm. to, Brandon Ayuk, Devo Samuel, George Kittle, 49ers.
1: That's going to be a it. fun game
0: one day, night, dude. I like that. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And, again, I mean, overall, good slate of games this weekend. Really curious about that Raiders-Broncos game. I The Raiders are 0-3, but I don't think the Broncos are even good.
1: Man, what's going Wilson. on with Russell I don't know Wilson, about Russell. bro? I don't know. About I made a tweet Russell. today, and okay, He's like broke. listen, this this year I mean it. This year I mean it through three weeks. But I made a tweet, and then I said Joe Jacoby Brissett's greater than Russell Wilson, dude. I ruffled some feathers with that tweet. Apparently, bro, I, I'm just trying to have some fun. You know, like what's going on? Jacoby I, like, Brissett, <laughs> right with seven. People weren't, re-
0: people weren't ready to hear it. <laughs> I think I. I there's just those people, dude, that are like, well, you're nuts and whatnot. I get it. I get, yeah, I get it. it. I mean, it was fun, though. Like, it's a fun conversation for sure. But through, if you're talking this weeks. year, he has been better.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm not people, talking career, dude. Come on. I'm talking career. I'll, I'll say no, this. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: the reason people are coming after you is because you didn't specify. That's probably
1: why. And people are just, pe-
0: people are nuts. That's also why. Mm. It's a combination of all of it. People are nuts. People don't want to have fun.
1: Let Jacoby cook.
2: Let Jacoby cook, man.
0: (laughs) Cook him, baby. Cook it. it. Let's go. Let's
2: go. Oh, man. Well, I want to thank everyone that tuned
0: in to this episode of the Faithful Dogs podcast. So happy to be back on all platforms.
2: Twitch is terrible.
0: We're freer than Orlovsky,
2: man. We're freer than Orlovsky. We are.
0: We are. Actually we're more free than Britney Spears. So, oh my so we have all the freedom in the world. Now we are back again on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, but there's a catch. If you want to drop in the comments, Josh Angsley cardboard, uh, Mr. Cardboard, Manny random. Maxwell. I, yeah. Random, my bad, random cardboard I'm losing track of all the people here in the chat. But if you guys want to interact with the show next Wednesday, you have to do so on the YouTube channel. It's very easy to subscribe to the channel. It is free. Right, Jack? It's That's free right. to subscribe to You the can channel. hit
2: the big – it's a big red button that says subscribe. All you got to do is click it, and you're subscribed, and you'll get daily content. They'll tell you when we're live. You can even hit the little bell, and you'll get a notification to your phone telling Josh, you when we're going live.
1: Josh, I'm not going to lie. When we brought this up to the entire network, they they were all the same way you are. So everyone's – we're motivated, man. We're motivated. We're happy to be on all these different streaming platforms, producing content so everyone can see it. We're not tied down to just one, you know, streaming service. So we're pumped about this.
0: And Josh, I'm pretty happy too, man. I don't have to spend five bucks a month to subscribe to my own channel.
1: So <laughs> that's,
0: that's awesome. Get that, Prime.
1: That's... You should have just got Prime. Just
0: I should have. I should have. But, you know, i rather, I rather give us the funds that really, whatever, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we probably should deactivate that at some point. But anyway, we want to pre- we appreciate everybody that tuned in tonight to this episode. It'll be available on YouTube as soon as the show's over. So if there's anything you miss, you can go back and rewatch it. So feel free to do that. We will be posting also, there will be clips from all the shows Down with the Browns, the Yard Dogs podcast, Petty Eddie podcast, the Barkin' Brown show, our show, the Scarlet and Gray podcast. There will be clips from all shows on the YouTube channel. Another reason to subscribe, but also TikTok. remember guys, we are on everything. I mean everything. We're on Facebook, We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram, and we are now on TikTok at network underscore two one six. So be sure to follow us on all platforms, content for you daily and not just normally once. it's multiple content throughout all the channels. So, you guys are going to want to make sure that you are subscribed or following all those channels. And be sure to give us a follow as well at FD Podcast CLE on Twitter.
1: Uh, Please make rest, sure you guys do that. Rest in peace, Coolio.
2: Yeah, rest in peace, Coolio.
1: Coolio passed away, dude. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Coolio. Yeah. You know who Coolio is, right? No. Oh, Gangster's Paradise? No, I do not.
0: I was, I was agreed when, when you guys were being serious. I was just, yep. But I do not know who that is. All right. Anytime something serious like that happens, R.I.P. R.I.P. Also, Josh, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, everyone that tuned into this episode of the Faithful Dogs Podcast. We will be live next Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And at 10 o'clock tonight, the dog chug is back on all platforms. They will be on YouTube. That is at 10 o'clock going to want to make sure you tune in for that so it's going to be a lot of fun they'll be on youtube subscribe to the channel free to do on youtube this has been the faithful dogs podcast talk to you all next week and go browns baby like comment subscribe hit the bell notifications